gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? What happened? What happened? What happened? What is going on? What happened? What happened? Lovelies. What happened, lovelies? Are we doing? Are we doing? We got some breaking news. We got breaking news day for a crossroad. So get hyped, ladies and gentlemen. Things just hit the fan. Things hit the fan. What is going on? Oh my god, there's an echo. Stop it. What Stop happened? it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Alright, cool. What's up? We got Darky in the chat. How you doing, bro? Let's We got the boy Christian. Christian, what's going on? How you doing? Good morning. Hello, good morning. This is uh, not how I expected this morning to go. Yeah, I was. Um, this is quite okay. I'm literally gonna go in blind. I'm not. I'm not reading nothing. We're just gonna go at it. All right. But let me I um, this. I woke up at like eight. Uh -huh. Like. I have an exam at one. Right. So I was like, I'll study a bit. I'll be awake for the show. Right. I have time to practice or anything, but I'd be, I'd be awake. And I wake up. I pull up Twitter, and then I see five minutes ago, oh, PlayStation no. Five. Why do they do this to me? Why, why do they do this to us? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but now, but imagine if we still had the old time for Cross Circle. Yeah, we would have been screwed. I mean, it just would have been several videos, so like it would have been fine, but still. All right, uh, the the uh, tweet's up, if you want to. I'm going to fix my LED one second. Yeah, you do that while you – yeah. go ahead, go ahead. You're good, you're good, you're good. All right. Uh, oh, I'm trying to avoid every spoiler. I don't want to – I don't want to know what's going on until we're there. What's up, Jatiz? How you doing, bro? We got Kane Rubios in the chat. How you doing, bro? How y'all? How how are y'all doing today? Are y'all are y'all doing good? I need to I need to. Oh my god! Stop! 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 Why is why is my browser doing this? I have to pull up articles. Isaiah says PlayStation sucks. No, homie. No, no. Greatness awaits. Greatness awaits. Um. So. All right. Once I am. Why did I go to the official PlayStation account instead of PlayStation Store? <laughs> <laughs> all I'll say to the PlayStation sucks. Does Xbox have the greatest game of all time? Mm. Kingdom Hearts two. I don't think so. Wait, which game? Kingdom Hearts two. Oh. I thought you said. I, I I I don't know why. I thought you said Gwent, the uh, card Gwent. game. Oh, Gwent's all right. Gwent's good. I have never tried it. I'm just I'm just not one to. I'm not one to. Um, you know, play mo play digital card games, if I may. 
Alright, I see this hello about new controller. Are we talking about dual are we talking about DualShock 5 today? We are. Oh that's that's really happening. Oh man. Alright. Here's what I'm gonna do, right? I need Christian for you to fill the air. I'm gonna run to the kitchen, grab my French press and the creamer, and I'll be right back. Okay. Alright, I'll be I'll be right back. Is that radio in? Having a good day so far. It's pretty early. It's 11 over here. It's early, Kevin. But yeah, PS5. PS5. Let me pull up the chat so I can actually see what's happening. Uh, let's see here. 11 people watching. Shout out. How y'all doing? I mean, I mean personally, I'm a fan of. I like things about all the consoles, even a PC. I built a PC recently. Uh, Spider-Man 2 PS5 launch title. That's an interesting prediction. I don't know if I agree. That would be cool, but I don't know if I agree. Uh, we're probably gonna touch on that in the episode. Very briefly, though, because there's like only a little bit of info about what games are coming. Uh, if I had to make a guess for a big, big, big PlayStation exclusive day one, I think it would be Horizon 2. Um, just because the gap is wider there. It would have been three years. Three years is an all right turnaround. You know? I, w I was honestly betting that... Uh, We'll save it for the episode, but I was I was betting Ghost was going to be a, a PS5 launch title, but apparently not. Well, Nick, Dosher, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong on that pronunciation. Uh, there is official announcement from the PlayStation Twitter account, the PlayStation blog, and a breakdown from Wired that we're going to condense into the next 50 minutes or so all about the PS5, what to expect from it, what the deal is. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited. <clears throat> Got to start saving up. Yeah, Horizon 2 is going to be a good one. I'm excited for Horizon 2. I played Horizon late, later in 2017, but I still play it late. But I was very pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed Horizon. So I'm so ready for Horizon 2. Do you guys in the chat have any questions or expectations or hopes about the PS5? I don't know about that. Not necessarily launch titles, but like maybe a a um a feature, you know, because we're gonna talk about some features on board. Uh, interesting comments in this PlayStation article on the PlayStation blog about interface, user interface, stuff like that. Uh, Kevin has not read any of this information yet, so he's going in blind. 
shout out to the 21 people watching right now. We're about to kick things off once Kevin gets back with his coffee. Oh, shit. God. Huh. <laughs> there he is. There's the man. So, the French press lid broke, but we fixed it. We're good. Is that PlayStation Plus podcast in the chat? How you doing, bro? How you doing, G? I've seen you around Twitter. I haven't seen anything. Horizons. If you're spoiling it, boys. No, we're just talking hopes. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay. Oh, actually, I should switch the layout to the other layout. Okay, yeah. This, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, okay. We're going to do this. All right, so what do I need to do here? Um, I'm good to roll straight into it if you want. I can get this thing going while you're making your coffee good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Here, give me just one moment. I'm just going to prepare the... Uh, the layout. Yeah, the the layout to pull up the article. Can you link me in Discord and then I'll roll the intro. Will be good. Yes. All right. Dope. Do you want the Wired article or the Wild Wired article and the PlayStation blog post? Um, I'll have both. If they if they pertain to everything, cool. I'll I'll do both. And I'll just pull them up over here. All right. Let's do that. All right, I'm rolling intro right now. Cheer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cross Circle episode something. We 55. Title. 55. 55. 55. I'm your Wait, host, Christian Buck. Did I miss it? Oh, I missed it. Oh, my God. Okay. We can add it later. Yeah. I'm your host, Christian Buckley. (laughs) Joining me for a special episode talking all about the PlayStation 5 is Kevin Diaz. How you doing? Good morning, lovelies. I got got all this stuff here. So, we had a completely different show planned today. We did. We had a very, very different show planned. Um, And then uh, I woke up today. You know, I had Christian talking about Wired.com interview. I'm like, dude, like the one from like May? Like, like what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I didn't know that uh, there was some breaking news today. Um, mm-hmm. I can't. But, and this is honestly very shocking because we had, you know, the state of play recently, right? And they said, hey, we're not talking PS5. You know, so I figured, okay, like that was your cue that, all right, you won't talk about PS5 until until next year, you know? Or right. until like January, February date, maybe, maybe Game Awards. But I just figured, all right, we're we won't be hearing about you know PlayStation Five officially uh, until next year or or something like that. But I guess that's not the case. I guess I guess we're it's here. not. I so guess, yeah. like you mentioned, we did have a different show planned. Uh, this news came out this morning. I was talking to the pre-show, rolled out of bed, pulled up Twitter. There it is, PlayStation Five. So we're kind of just going to roll with it. I got a bunch of info pulled up about this official reveal, some things to expect. Uh, the next DualShock, we got really in-depth about the DualShock, the DualShock 5. Show? It's not named that yet, but that's probably what it's going to be called. Wow. Wow. And, um, and I'm, I'm going in blind here. I haven't, even, yes. I haven't even read any of the articles yet, so this is going to be quite interesting. Okay, so ground level, I guess. Okay. The PlayStation 5 is officially coming out holiday 2020. Right. We see that. That's the title of the PlayStation blog post. Um, Jim Ryan, who is basically head honcho. Yeah. Uh, I, either 
some division of Sony, specifically PlayStation, not too sure what his jurisdiction is. He's a bit he's a big deal. Right. Uh, he's kind of the big deal. We see him at uh, TGS in the past, uh, Paris Games Week, Gamescom. Mm-hmm. I've seen Jim Ryan on the international stage more than the national one with E3 and stuff like that. Right. So Jim Ryan made this PlayStation blog announcement that the PS5 is coming 2020. Wait, how long? Oh, never mind. It looks yeah. really long from the scrolling, but it's only like a few paragraphs, but okay. It's because the comments, I bet. But. Yeah, probably. Or ads. You know, ads always make a page longer yeah. than it needs to be. Yeah, all right, I think you're right. But I digress. Uh, PlayStation 5, this, uh, this whole announcement today, there's a very in-depth Wired article, which is a follow-up to the Wired article earlier in the year where we talked about load times, SSD, uh, a few improvements to the next gen of consoles. But I guess from my takeaway of both these articles, the main thing is that efficiency Mm -hmm. is the name of the game for next gen. Yeah. We're cutting down load times. We're cutting down file sizes because... Uh, the way a normal hard drive works is developers usually duplicate assets so that way they're faster to load in right. on the, the file size and that's why we can have games that reach over 100 gigs when you don't expect them to be. Like, why is Spider-Man 80 gigs? Red Dead 2 is like... Red, Red Dead 2, I understand. Oh, oh, you mean like, why are some games like 80... Right, okay, that makes sense. Because yeah. like, Okay, right, 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 right. Makes sense. Spider-Man's like definitely so, a smaller open world than you know Red Dead, yeah. Because I never knew this, and the article actually educated me on this: the fact that developers use that duplication system to make load times more efficient on a normal hard drive. But because of the SSD, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar standard state drive. Uh, it, Solid it's state kind drive. of a yes. Um, Got you. It's early. Uh, it, it, it works the same way that cartridges used to work for video games. And that was the comparison they drew in uh, the article because the way cartridges used to work is that when you load a cartridge, the game is loaded. It right. has access to all the information on that cartridge instantly because of the way cartridges work. It's the same way you pop an SD card in. It's like instant, you know, like right. you have access to all that information. Yeah. So because of SSD, because of the implementation of this, uh, developers are going to have the opportunity to not have to duplicate. Uh-huh. And they're going to have more freedom in the way they give us these worlds. We learned with Spider-Man, the reason Spider-Man moves at the speed he does in that game is because that's the fastest they can render New York City. With yeah, which I know we didn't get that footage officially released. Wait, did we? Or oh, was it off camera? Created it. It was. Uh, it looked so cool. Yeah. It was. It was very. It was like, wow, that's insane. That like, man, like it's not that they made Peter have that speed in the world. It's like that was the limitation that they had yeah, to drawing the, the actual. The best yeah. They could do. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. super cool to see. Super super cool. So they detail that developers are no longer going to have to slow down players artificially. Um, the the allowances of having an SSD is going to open up developers to 
not have to duplicate, like I said. So that means smaller file size, which means they have more room with their file size to deliver more detailed worlds, Mm -hmm. more open worlds, more intricate worlds. So as far as next gen goes, it's like I said, it's about optimization. And because of that optimization, more doors are going to be opened for new possibilities on things that we probably haven't seen anything like yet. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I just I just really want to see like essentially like you said before, like, you know, we have insane looking games, right? Yeah. And I'm sure we're we're going to get even insane looking games visually speaking. You know, with next gen stuff like that, but like you said, like, I think the biggest shift we're going to see and the real the real focus of improvement this time around with this gen is definitely going to be like, uh, you know, how the game actually runs, you know, yeah, and like how it's how it's physically uh, running in the background and how those differences are going to transpire into actual real gameplay, you know, for sure. I think it's gonna be cool, but. Load times, faster load times, this is old news, you know? Right. We've been there. It's SSD, right. This new article brings us some new information. Do okay. Blogspot or Wired? Both of them. Okay. One I'm of just, the things I... that is mentioned, I believe, in the Wired article from interviews with Mark Cerny, the system architect of the PS4 and the PS5. Mark Cerny was talking about uh, user interface and that... I believe either he or the writer who did the Wired article, um, if you can shout them out, not sure who it is. Yes, um, uh, Peter Rubin. Okay. Peter. So Rubin. either Rubin or Cerny were talking about how the PlayStation 4 is straightforward, not necessarily clunky, but like the 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 interface we see when we pop open the PlayStation 4, it's like, if you want to see what your friends are doing, you have that opportunity. But if you want details, you have to load up that application, see what they're doing specifically. Right. The PlayStation 5 interface is going to reach a point. So they're saying this is the plan for it. They want it to be incredibly dynamic in a way that if you have single player games on okay. your PS5. Okay. In your interface, when you turn the PS5 on, the interface is going to give you information about missions that are available for you to do in your single player games through the through the through the main through menu the dashboard. yeah what the f- so let's say wait is that tying back complete interjection i'm sorry to uh you know cut you off but is this somehow maybe connected to that playstation ai patent that we had last week did you remember seeing uh, that cerny did mention that and he said they're not talking about anything like that at this moment okay got uh it. okay Ruben in the Wired article did mention that they noticed a hole in the DualShock, which we will get to, which made him curious about a microphone for an AI companion. But that I don't think that has to do with the the interface about okay. Got it. mission structure. Got it. So they're going to be able to pull information from your single player games. Be like, hey, Red Dead Two, you can rob this train right now if you hop in. Here's what your friend's doing in Red Dead Online. If you want to do that instead, Call of Duty. Uh, here's your dailies. Fortnite, here's your dailies. Okay, uh, that's Fortnite, a, here's damn. what's in the shop. That's like pretty neat. Yeah. That's that's pretty neat. And like I assume it'll just be like PlayStation providing that space for that information and then publishers and devs going in. Well probably more, devs probably. And like planning out what would be in those spots, I guess is 
what I'm saying? If that makes sense, or is it, or like, are they talking like, yo, this is all just automatically going to be done for all games, Sony side, like hardware I, side? It sounds like it's a part of the hardware. That's nuts. That's it crazy. sounds like it is some sort of algorithm in the design of the PS5 itself that pulls information from your save data. Right. And maybe there's descriptions provided by developers. So it's like, if this place, if this person gets to this point in the game, this is the description for this mission that they could see. So maybe they have to do write-ups the way they do write-ups for trophies or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like the way that these mission informations, these opportunities are curated, it seems like it's a Sony end thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's they so all, weird. Damn. Yeah. It's very weird. That they also really cool. <laughs> mentioned uh, in a similar vein that Cerny was talking about uh, more consumer choice. And we've seen this uh, be dabbled with this generation. This is something they brought up in the past. Talking about the division of what you want on your hard drive for a certain title. Uh, recently, I reinstalled The Last of Us Remastered. Mm-hmm. When I booted it up, it said, hey, you want to download the, the single-player campaign or you want to download Factions? Yes, yeah. It, it was like, single-player, Factions, both. I got to choose. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, I know that. So what Mark Cerny says, another thing that they really want to hammer in on is that when you download a game, say, let's say Uncharted 4 on Next Gen. Right. A port of Uncharted 4, something like that. Okay. I can download the single-player campaign. Mm -hmm. I can download the multiplayer campaign. I get to choose which one I want to download. And once I beat... Say I have them both downloaded. If I beat the single-player campaign, I can delete that and keep the multiplayer on my hard drive. Ah, okay. That's where the... Because... Cause, uh, cause I was talking. About, I'm like, man, like I know, like with the PS4, you can choose which which one it downloads first. Mm -hmm. But now I can have, in theory, the multiplayer of like the Call of Duty, whatever, 2024, whatever, downloaded, and delete the campaign. Yes, that's cool. That is real. Okay, all right. That's actually that's, really cool. That's a big. That's difference. one of the most appealing things for me. That is fire. That's gonna save so much because I know there's probably gonna be an issue of. Safe space. Well, I mean, if you said like they are trying to lower down file sizes without having to duplicate a bunch of yes. different assets, so I'm sure file sizes will see either like plateau or go a little bit down. But um, that's an issue that we have today with you know hard drive. Like I have a two terabyte hard drive in my Pro, um, okay. and it's rare I have to delete stuff. But when yeah. I had the 500 gig on my last PS4, I had to delete stuff. Like I would almost only have like five games available to have on my hard right. drive. And I had and, to delete and swap it out, yeah. So that's really cool, though. Yeah, and I think something like that's going to be very beneficial because if we keep in mind the pricing structure of SSD hard drives at the moment, it's looking like <laughs> the odds are we're only getting 500 gigs on the base system. Which I'm like, oh, man, that's so small now. Like, but, 500 gigs seem like a lot with PS4. <laughs> but Man, Red Dead... Oh my GTA, Spider-Man, Battlefront 2. That's like my entire hard drive. That's it. Right there. Literally, that's, that's it. That's it. Damn. Um, Oof. So, 
Cerny went on to mention, though, that uh, PS5 games are going to, for physical versions of the game, uh-huh. going to have up to uh, 100 gigs on an optical disc. Uh, this current gen, we know it's uh, 50. That's why games like Red Dead and Final Fantasy have two 50 gigabyte Blu-ray discs. Part two as well, yeah. Uh, right. Um, so, again, it's more opening up possibilities for developers to provide new experiences, streamlined experiences. Right, right, right. Like uh, right. Also going to have a 4K Blu-ray player. It is. Okay, that's what I was about to ask. Because, like, that was the weirdest thing this gen where the Xbox had a Blu-ray player. Yeah. But the PlayStation 4 didn't. Very, very odd. Okay. Like how they kind of said that out the gate. Not that I feel physical is, is uh, you know, even that. I guess that's a big question I want to ask you before we move on. Like, with do you think we'll have physical games next gen? Not not yeah. not PS5, but the one after. Oh, the gen after? Yeah. Is I don't know. Is man. the last physical? You know what? Let's not talk about PS6. We we just got <laughs> PS5 news. <laughs> um but yeah, I have to say like so far we're we're really hammering in on the technical aspects, the optimization stuff that they're talking about. And I I think this this presentation of this information has me more ready for next gen than I have been so far. This is a lot. This is so odd that they're saying all of this right now. Yeah. You know? So uh I the the theory I've seen some people tweeting is that uh they wanted to get ahead of a leak or something. So maybe that's it. I don't mean, know. They're doing a really good job because I mean with the wired.com article that was uh, back in May, like I didn't see anything like the only thing that that's come out recently that I remember was the AI patent, but that's a right. patent. Patents always come out, you know. That's that's not a big deal, and and that's not really telling officially of what they're doing. It's just ideas that they wanted to patent, you know. Definitely, but yeah, this is so. Let's talk a little bit. I don't know if you were going to shift gears or anything, but let's talk about DualShock Five because yeah, I don't so- know if you know. I think the DualShock 4 is near a perfect controller. That's interesting. I think it feels nice, but I think it is garbage. Wow. Well, I, I love it. I think it's great. The I think thing it's... that makes it garbage is the goddamn battery life. It is horrible. <sighs> yeah, I, I have guess. two yeah. of those things. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have two? I have two DualShocks. That I ha- I'm glad I have two because the second one dies after three hours of playing a game, I can just plug it in and take three the other one. Three hours? Dude, they don't last long. Dude, I swear, I've done like five, six hour binges and had my controller not die. Honestly, okay. that's so odd. Interesting. I don't know. Okay. But in the the Jim Ryan write up on the PlayStation blog, they did dive into what we can assume will be called the DualShock Five. Indeed. Uh, it is also brought up in the Wired article. Uh, Wired has a more in-depth description of what it looks like they said it's very similar in its feel and look to the dualshock 4 okay so okay so the touchpad is making a turn i'm assuming uh no specific mention of the touchpad but they did say it felt very very similar to the dualshock to, uh, 4. bad boy right here fire um so <laughs> the key difference that was described in the Wired article, because it is a consumer using this thing, is that 
it's heavier. Okay. It's a heavier controller than the DualShock 4. Because okay. there's more going on on the inside. Right. right. Um, they said it's not as heavy as a current-gen Xbox controller with batteries in it, but it is heavier than a DualShock 4. So it's somewhere in between there. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. So the thing that Jim Ryan really hammered in on in his write-up on the blog is that they want to create a controller that makes gaming more immersive. And... I think this is another example of Nintendo getting ahead of the curve mm. with HD Rumble. No way. Oh, oh my God. They're bringing HD Rumble to PS5. Kind of. So in, they mentioned instead of Rumble, they are using haptics. Okay. And the haptic feedback, uh, my first exposure to haptics was with the Apple Watch. Very Super cool. Super cool. Also, the... Um... I force force touch was using yeah. haptic engines as well. If you had an iPhone during that era, now they don't have it anymore. Now they have like a, a they use uh, a long press touch. and just the vibration. Yeah, like yeah. it's not exactly the haptic touch force touch that was before. But the Apple Watches do still have the haptic touch. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, yeah. So I um with the haptic feedback for a controller. Basically, what they were saying, and this was detailed in the Wired article. I think I have it right here, yeah. Different surfaces will give you a different sensation traveling over them. Uh, the best description I thought was um, in a PS5 dev kit port of Gran Turismo Sport. Mm-hmm. They drove over pavement and they drove over gravel and dirt. Ooh. And they could feel a distinction in those two services through the rumble in the controller. Okay, that's actually very, very enticing. Another description in Astrobot was uh, they were walking over, get, I guess, just like a solid steel platform, and then they went to something slippery. They went on a patch of ice, I think. And the haptics made the analog sticks for the character through that control and through that like connection you have to that character, it felt more like you were trying to maneuver on ice. That's really cool. That's because of the really way cool. the haptics and vibrations work. I have a question. Do you always have your vibration on on your controllers? Or no? Yes. Always? No matter what game? Okay. Yeah. With me, I have it on for single-player experiences and single-player games. If I'm playing competitive multiplayer, I do not have vibration on. Interesting. Yeah, it just messes mess with the aim sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I know, and like it probably likely it doesn't. It's probably just a placebo, but mm-hmm. I just feel like it does. So with uh, multiplayer, like arena shooters or you know multiplayer in general, I don't use vibration. But when it's like a single player campaign, yeah, I just put it on. But that sounds really neat. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Also, there was something here that um, the adaptive triggers. Yeah, I was just gonna get into okay, that. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, okay. So, what they're calling adaptive triggers is basically a dynamic amount of resistance in the triggers on the controller. And the best way they describe it is that the feeling of pulling a trigger on a shotgun with the triggers on the controller is going to feel different than aiming and drawing the string of a bow and arrow. 
Interesting. The amount of resistance you're going to have there. Because pulling a trigger on a gun, which I've never done in my life, I'm assuming is pretty much like pulling a trigger on a controller. I can't imagine there's much resistance there. I'm sure there's a little bit, but like you don't need intense strength. Not at all. To pull a trigger. Yeah, not at all. It's 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 a little bit more than than a controller, but it's it's pretty easy to pull a trigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with a bow and arrow, though, which I have experience with. I don't. I don't. Uh, it is much more involved with most of your body. So it's a very different experience in real life. So being able to replicate that resistance of the bowstring, maybe like when you start pulling the trigger, it's mm-hmm. a little easy. But the further you get down to that button press, the more resistance you have and the further, like the more pressure you have to put on that trigger. Right. Uh, that is very interesting to me. That that okay. So now, when when they say these differences in like resistance, right, mm-hmm. with the triggers, are they talking about the the I guess how easy or how hard it'll be to pull that trigger? Like like in terms of like, are they going to? Is it essentially what they're talking about? Is are they decreasing the amount of time it will take you to? cover the distance of the travel time of that trigger and that's what's making it kind of feel different or is it i think that's that's what it's saying right like yeah i'm pr- I'm pretty sure the description basically said that the spring they have is going to be um dynamic in the amount of tension it holds right and because of that it will affect the travel time depending on what you're doing okay i see i see or that button press that makes sense okay gotcha that's how I understood it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Definitely uh, makes sense. Yes. And like you mentioned, there was a patent for an AI assistant for the PS5. Yeah. Uh, Ruben mentioned that in the Wired write-up. They said no comment. But he did notice a hole in the controller, which would make sense, where a microphone could be listening to things. And uh, for next gen, I guess, like, this isn't something radically out of left field, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Stadia has their OK Google thing, you know? Right. Like, OK Google, how do I beat this game? (laughs) You know, that's how they demoed it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Xbox has Cortana, or at least Microsoft has Cortana, so I'm assuming if this is a trend, if this is the gimmick that all next gen consoles have going in, instead of, like, a camera accessory like we have in previous generations mm-hmm. if the next one's an ai assistant microsoft has one built already you know right so i'm figuring cortana will be in some sort of fashion implemented into the xbox yeah but yeah having an ai assistant when i saw that i was not phased i was like okay makes sense i just feel like i'm never gonna use it you know what i'm saying like i just feel like i'm i'm i mean maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe i will you know, like maybe they'll have some uh, functionality in there that I that might entice me, but from just the way it sounds, it seems like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you utilize it. But who knows? You know, as someone with a PlayStation camera for my VR headset, mm-hmm. the number of times I've seen the bar pop up that says, "If you want to, if you want to issue a voice command, say PlayStation, this." I did not bring it to school with me this year. The number of times I've wanted to just say PlayStation on, PlayStation boot up Hulu, I cannot tell you how much I would be using that assistant. Really? Okay, okay. So you're you you definitely are in you definitely like utilize that. 
as far as convenience goes, yeah. I mean, I'm right. sure there's going to be a paranoia about like, oh, Sony's listening to me. I mean, you know, hey, that we're going to run into. You're you're uh, going to hear my my silent sobs at night as I as I as I cover myself with the pillow. <laughs> Nothing yeah. much. All right, deal. Interesting, interesting stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. that that's pretty much everything with the Dual Shock. Um, Improved speaker I'm, as well. I'm, I don't know if we talk about mm-hmm. that. Interesting. I, I'm glad they're sticking with pretty much the same design we have now. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm with you. I think comfort level, DualShock 4 is almost unrivaled as far as how comfortable it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the downside for me is the battery life. And I should mention that it's going to be using a, a new battery, extended battery. It's a heavier battery. So that adds to the weight as well as the haptic technology and this new battery is chargeable via USB-C so mm-hmm. the charge should take significantly less time oh they're they're using USB-C yes oh okay we like to hear that okay we like to hear and that switch owners may know how fast USB-C can charge controllers with the the pro controller or the system itself so happy to see PlayStation adopt that we love to hear that we really do okay and that's pretty much the extent, based on my memory, of these articles as far as hardware is concerned. There's a few more like details about more descriptive ways to convey the ideas of haptics than I provided. Uh, the triggers, I think, were pretty straightforward. They did say also that shooting a shotgun and shooting a bow, the two examples with the trigger, will in turn feel different with the haptics as well. Mm-hmm the rumble of that action would give us but there is a little information about software there's two key pieces of information regarding software okay one is about ps4 ps4 yes ghost of tsushima has been reconfirmed to be a playstation 4 game and I think this is worth mentioning because I was no, convinced absolutely. that that was going to be a PS5 launch game. I was convinced that it'd be a PS5 launch when Part Two was coming out in 2020. Yes, I'm like I'm like where on the timeline? Because as we are very much well aware of, you know, what I'm saying at least for this generation, Sony has definitely been well, not Sony, but PlayStation has definitely been focused on like having uh, two big. At least two really, really big exclusives, right? One in the beginning of the year, one at the end of the year. Not, I mean, by end, I mean like spring and fall. Yeah. You know, around those around those quarters. But if we already had, or if we have for 2020, we know our first exclusive of that of the year is going to be Last of Us Part Two, right? And then the PS5 is coming out in the fall, what, what we all presumed. And I'm like, all right, it goes to... Ghost is going to be a launch PS5 game, you know, that will launch also on PS4 if you have it. Yeah. Yeah. And last year we did have God of War April, uh, Detroit in May and Spider-Man in September. Yes. Yeah. I I would say Ghost is a bigger deal than Detroit. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Just because of the scope of it. But I um, I would agree. Yeah. So it seems like Ghost is probably going to be May to June area yeah now that we think of man is 
is is Ghost the sum like is Ghost the summer game? Is Ghost gonna take that like June, uh, like end last exclusive that Last of Us One originally was for 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 PS3? Is that what they're going with? Hmm. Probably. I know. Listen, all I know is that if it if it launches before before like July, we're gonna have a very packed 2020. Like 2020 is already packed with a lot of really good games yeah 2020 uh the first quarter specifically is ridiculous and q2 somebody did a write-up this morning because uh we're not covering this in much depth but doom eternal got delayed that's what's about to say yeah yeah and to alan that now we have doom eternal in 2020 which i'm personally okay with Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i have time to play the first doom for 2015 so like i'm cool but yeah, it's going to be a very packed Q1, Q2 of 2020 for sure. Before we move on to the next uh, piece of software information, I, th- I just wanted to give a quick little rundown of what the general idea of the first half of the year looks like. Okay. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, mm-hmm. Last of Us Part Two, Gods and Monsters, Iron Man VR, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Watch Dogs Legion, Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, uh, Bloodlines 2, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Cyberpunk 2077, Avengers, Dying Light 2, Minecraft Dungeons, Wasteland 3, and more. That was 15 games. Benji Sales on Twitter. We're screwed. I mean, there's there's a big fraction of that I am buying, day one. Oh, for, yeah. There's, There's a lot of day ones there. I'm like, oh, man. Oh man! Yeah, so oh god! I I hope that the PS5 launch delivers. Uh, we do get a hint of a PS5 title in one of these articles. I'm blanking on which one it is. Uh, but how many games we use? Uh, oh my god! Is is it Blue Point's original IP? No. Oh, it's we not. don't have a title. Okay. We have confirmation. It's PS5. Okay. And. It's, quote, a big one. You can figure it out from there. <laughs> a big one. So once again, they're saying their next game is big. Okay. What? Now, Christian, this is very simple, right? Yeah. What games are big? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, Shadow uh, of the Colossus was big, literally and figuratively. Do you think they could be referring to... Oh, like another shadow of the Colossus? Like a... Oh, no, no, no. I was just referencing oh, oh, okay. that in terms of their quote. And gotcha. in the past, they said, the next game we're doing is bigger, is the biggest one we've done. And it's like, you just did Shadow. Do you That's think crazy it's crazy big? Because I've been, I've been hearing some murmurs. You know what I'm saying? I've been mm-hmm. peeking in through back alleys of the, of the industry, you know, trying to, trying to see what's up. Um, people keep name dropping Demon Souls. I think it's Demon Souls. Interesting. Interesting. Demon Souls. Is was one of the first PS3 exclusives. It kicked off the entire Souls craze. Uh, people didn't really respect it until after the fact. Mm-hmm. The online was very innovative, very ahead of its time. Got shut down recently. I, I think it's probably Demon Souls. What's interesting also about that is that a lot of people were saying that. Uh, so it was like it was like during the summer. Um, mm-hmm. Colin Colin Moriarty on his podcast was talking about how he was very, very confused at how there wasn't a second party game that's exclusive that hasn't been announced yet that is definitely coming out 
and that's definitely almost ready, you know. Mm-hmm. And the game that he's talking about presumably is Demon Souls. So if the Demon Souls remake by Blue Point is coming out for PS5, then that was just interesting. I could see it be a launch. Yeah. Yeah. If that is the case, if his information is correct, yeah. and if it is that game he's, that we're referring to, yeah. I could see the Blue Point game be launched. And if the if the next gen launches with the Souls exclusives, I feel like that's going to be a big deal. I think it would, yeah, that would definitely be a big deal, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah I, um, this this is so damn. So they only talked about one game, huh? Yes. Okay, only one game. Obviously, there'll be more, but okay, yeah, one game. They as have... far as exclusives go, mm. you and I have talked about this in the past. We speculated. Indeed. I'm going to double down on as far as talking about a PlayStation exclusive IP that's going to be there at launch. I think it's Horizon. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's – yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I do feel like Horizon. I feel like there's honestly a solid chance that we'll get uh, the um, – the successor to uh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh, uh, sequel to Ratchet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of take that family-friendly game slot type vibe, you know. Um, Are you sure it won't be Knack Three? Oh, listen, we all want it's, to. It's Mark Cerny. We all want to. Oh wait, damn it! It is Mark Cerny. Shit. Yeah, that's a good. Damn, that's a good point. Nah, okay, scratch that. It'll be Knack Three. <laughs> listen, Knack is a definitive exclusive. Let's let's not. Let's not play here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Four launch titles. Okay. Okay. Four. Knack three. Word. Horizon two. Mm-hmm. Demon Souls remake. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give you this because I, you made me believe. Don't play with me. Whatever that weird <laughs> studio is doing that Uncharted game. Oh, it's. Uh, Dude, don't. Baby. They've been quite that when did they get created? Oh, like twenty seventeen? Years ago. Year it was around Lost Legacy. Years ago. So I think twenty seventeen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah man. So yeah. They've been quiet for that long. I could see it. I just want them to acknowledge them. I just want an an official like, hey, this studio was good. They're doing something. and technically, I think I was wrong about the nature of them because i believe they are just a subsect of sony san diego okay right i don't think they're like a new i don't think they'll get a new name you know um i think i think they're actually a part of sony san diego i believe they're just not working on mob like 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 they're they're working on something else yeah um but i think i i definitely feel like they are going to be prop for ps5 i don't think they will drop anything on ps4 100 percent um so yeah, I mean I wanna... maybe. Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, like I was gonna say, yeah, so like maybe maybe they'll they'll have their game done by BSF. And uh, I say maybe, but I'm pretty sure it'll be because it's it's definitely been a while, you know. And if they're making like a uh I mean who knows what level of game they're making, like if they're gonna make it if they make if they're if they are doing the Uncharted franchise, are they doing the length and size are probably bigger of a traditional Uncharted game, like somewhere to like Uncharted Four. Are they doing like the Lost Legacy route? You know, I thought about last night. Like, are they doing maybe? Uh... No, that sounds dumb. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say like, uh, like standalone adventures featuring different characters. You know, going on this thing, whatever. But no, man, no. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh. 
I do hope the launch lineup delivers. Mm. I think the PS4 launch, I didn't hop on the PS4 until I think half a year after it came out, maybe. I was day one, yeah. I'm trying to remember. It was Shadowfall, Resogun. GTA 5 was the year after, right? Yeah, GTA 5 was summer after, yeah. So that okay, that was a launch. That, that would have been so... That was when I got my PS4. That would have been so, so helpful. I got it a year late. Oh my god. If we had GTA 5 day one on PS5, that would have been so lit. But um, remembering... Damn, what the hell was... Knack, obviously, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like the the PlayStation and this generation didn't really start popping off until Bloodborne because that was yeah. February 2015. Yeah, that's about to say 2015 definitely. So I hope the lineup is strong because it seems like, or people are at least speculating that now, even with this further information, that at minimum PS5 is going to be like 500 bucks. Really. They, I saw somebody tweet out. They were like, "Hey, I did a Google search of like the lowest on Amazon, like the lowest verified seller of a 500 gig SSD, uh, comparing the like AMD Ryzen components or whatever." Yeah. Um, and they're like, "I know they make them like custom for consoles, but like, it can't be that cheaper, right? Right? Yeah." Which. I don't like. I don't know. I really don't think the PS Five is gonna be five hundred dollars. That's okay. I'm I'm with you on that, right? I feel like, I feel like, especially the guys at PlayStation, right? I believe they have a very firsthand good view at what it means to launch a console that is just as good, if not better, than your competitors, but at a cheaper price. You know? Yeah, I really because the thing is like. For us, the thing that I think sold us on the PlayStation 4 outside of the fact that we are PlayStation most of our lives was the games and the presentation of it all. 100%. Yep. You know, because like yeah. Xbox has that super cut of their reveal of the Xbox One where they say TV like TV, a thousand TV, times. TV, TV, yeah. But like average people didn't see that, you know? Right. So I, I think it's more of the fact that it was, what, $100 cheaper at launch? $100 cheaper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that the PS4 is, like, still selling incredibly well and they have that giant install base, I would be shocked. I would be, like, blown away if it was over max, if it was over 450 but if it was over 400 I'd be like, oh, hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think 400 is probably where they're going to end up because I... If it were me, I'm a simple person. I'm not a crazy businessman. I don't know much about it, but I do know how people think. Mm-hmm. I I feel like to get an early lead and capitalize on the success of this generation and the goodwill and the crazy install base the PS4 has, I would be fine eating some of the costs. No, 100%. If it meant getting a fraction of that install base already there, I you're one. I really think they because if I remember correctly, I think they were I think the PS4 sold at a loss, I believe, on launch, right? And they obviously do that because they make most of their money on software, on licenses, on you buying games, right? So, with that being said, right, but I guess now I'm trying to like now there was something that I just thought of as you were saying this, right? Don't don't know if you've seen it, right? But last night, you know, I was serving, 
in the bar doing my thing, you know. People were watching Monday Night Football, all the good stuff, right? And I saw this interesting advertisement on the TV, right? It was a PlayStation Now commercial. Hmm. And they were advertising their new price, $10 a month. You know, very, very appealing price. I like it a lot personally. $60 a year, you know. You can buy uh, a full catalog for a year long of PlayStation and other third-party games on the service for the same price as a brand new game mm-hmm. for the year, right? You know? And um, now I'm like, man, okay, so like, is their strategy going to be to... Because I know they have said that, yeah, hey, like, we are going to, you know, push PS9 a little bit more and, like, we are going to use streaming as, like, one of the avenues of ways to interface with PlayStation hardware. You know what I'm saying? Um, so are they, like, is that, like, a subtle, I guess, showing of their play of pushing, this, of, like, pushing the software and pushing services to kind of counteract the loss that they're going to have to take by getting the hardware in our homes. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to say because I think you could easily counter it with the fact that, or with the opinion that they're doing it as damage control because they don't have a strong lineup for launch. That, you know, so that it's could like, be a thing. Hey, 60 bucks, you'd be paying 60 bucks for a launch title anyway. You pay 60 bucks, have access to all these old games. That's a good point. And also, we have backwards, backwards compatibility. So I don't know if they're pressured, quote unquote, to even deliver a really good launch title. I mean, launch lineup, you know, because shit, like you can go play God of War, <laughs> like go yeah. ahead, you can play Spider-Man, you know, huh? Last was part two. You could play quite interesting. I was not expecting this to happen this week or today. I this is oh man. So like what does this mean? Are we, are we not getting a PSX? Man, I, I don't know. Probably not. I was gonna go. I was gonna. I was gonna make that drive. Quite honestly, if I, I bet, if I can make it. But I yeah, I don't think we're gonna have a PSX this year. I bet we have one next year to celebrate the launch of PS5. Ooh. Okay. I so probably that is like all right, new gen, bringing it back. Here it is. Yeah. Right. I like that. Maybe revamp it, do it in a different way. Bring I, it, I think yeah. that's where the hope of PSX lies. Right. Right. First. I see. I see. So I guess overall, you know, how do you feel about how do you feel about all this? Do a lot of things give you thumbs up? Are you are you enjoying what you see here? So I'm interested by most of this. I think the controller stuff is not gimmicky. I think it's interesting because mm. i have seen how crazy hd rumble is on the switch um like in mario odyssey there's for an example of how diverse it can feel just taking off in your ship mm-hmm. standard rumble but if you take over an enemy that their ability is to hover up with a stream of water you feel like there's water running through the controller oh wait i know what you're talking about yeah. yeah, the squid I, things. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember yeah, that. I like, do remember that. The diversity and flexibility of HD Rumble, or in this case, just haptic feedback, is not just novel, but like I feel like it adds to the experience where seeing the Switch Lite doesn't have HD Rumble is like a detractor on probably like one of the three reasons I haven't bought it yet. <laughs> mm. You know? 
I see. Like, I, I think that adds more to it than people think. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, everything they've said about making more choice be at the forefront is like, hey, which type, which modes of this game do you want installed at one time? Mm-hmm. Uh the choice there, the things they've been saying about optimization and cutting down file sizes and opening up more possibilities for developers, it makes me feel more than ever, like I said, that it's I'm ready for the PS5, I'm ready for next gen. Because so cool. this past year, I was like, man, I'm fine having my PS4 for like three more years. Oh, no, 100%. 100%. But like... Hearing yeah. all this stuff, it makes me be like, oh, if this is the direction we're going, I see a clear reason now why we feel like it's ready. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's definitely no question. I will be getting PS5 day one. That's no surprise to anyone. Anyone crowd. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I got my PS4 day one. As, well, not, not day one. It was week one. It came out mm-hmm. like, oh, shoot. I think. The November? F- yeah, it was November. But I got it Black Friday, but it came out a few days prior. Um, but I think a lot of stuff is really cool. My, I guess, most enticing thing is the controller, surprisingly, just because this, uh, cause, um, I'm sure you know of the scuff controllers, right? Those like really fancy ones. Yeah. So with them talking about the differences that they're going to make in triggers, right? I hope that also extends the conversation into allowing us to mess with the triggers manually, right? Mm-hmm. And tuning it to what we would personally like. So if a game is not dynamically changing the triggers based off the weapons, you know, like in a, for example, multiplayer game, right? We could essentially have a pro controller at that point where we're able to lower the travel time of the triggers, stuff like that. Just like little things like that, I think. And again, they didn't straight up say that. That's just a hope I have. Um, but I do like... The lower file sizes, that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. I want to play Destiny too. I'm back in Destiny too, by the way, dude. I'm back. Nice. I'm back. I'm back. Um, but I, I, I went to go boot it up. 28 gig file to update. You know, I'm saying, all right, all right. You know, I went to work. You know, but I, I like how um, they're talking about at least like having a lowering of the file sizes, and who knows how low they're gonna actually get. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, like, what they mean by lower. Like, do they mean by, like, all right, you know, what was 110 gigs on PS4 is now 80. Like, it's lower. It's still a lot, but it's lower. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we will see. Ray tracing also is pretty cool. I know we already went over that with LastWire.com interview. But it's looking good. It's looking good. Yeah. It's looking good. I like it. There's, there's nothing here that really seems too outlandish or whatever um i guess low-key the the on the on the main menu where it could tell you info about the game that you're playing i'm hoping that's not gimmicky and that's actually pretty cool and pretty useful you know but the way they talked about it, it seemed like it was gonna be pretty useful so in my head i was thinking of it of how like notifications work except it's just more visible right right yeah so yeah i'm interested I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I gotta start saving up. But. It's looking good. It's looking good. It's looking good. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you feeling better about it now? Oh or yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I was just not. I was just not anticipating this. I was ready to give a breakdown of Borderlands Three. You know, I was ready to get my notes out. 
I guess not. Oh well. Oh well. Maybe I'll do a separate video about Bowman Street. I'll do a separate one. Yeah. But good. But TL TLDR, Borderlands 3, thumbs up. If you like Borderlands, you're going to like this one. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like it before, you're not going to like this one. That's, I mean, that's how it goes, you know? Yeah. And also, this game's story starts off really good, and then it's like, huh. <laughs> like... This is interesting. Like, oh, this is just boring. Like, this is quite interesting, you know? And then I kept hearing the echoes of Christian saying, Tails had a better story than any other Borderlands. And I'm like, no, that can't be right. And that's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I guess it is. It's right. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's good, though. Very, very good. Very cool. Mm. Well, that's going to do it for the episode. Indeed. Uh, Kevin, if the good people want to find you somewhere, where can they find you? At the KDS123. Follow me on there on Twitter as well as over here, locked on PlayStation Source. Uh, we have Road to Part 2 this week as well. Uh, don't know if we... I'll, I'll, I'll just sprinkle around the news. Um, so, along with CrossRecord moving to, to Tuesday mornings, uh, we are moving Road to Part 2 to Saturdays. Right. Nice. Just because when we first... When we shifted our gears into... Going into the school year, we thought it'd be a good idea to record on Thursday and not post all the way till next Wednesday. Turns out, not that great of an idea. So <laughs> we're we're gonna have a shorter uh, record to release time uh, for y'all. So um, I think this week we're going over the story of Ishmael from oh, cool. from from Last of Us. I think I think we go over that because Starks has no idea what that is. So I'm gonna break break that down. Should be fun. But keep it locked on the channel. Subscribe, all that good stuff. And where can the good people find you, Christian? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris and Buckley. Uh, here on the channel, like Kevin said, we have two podcasts. Both of those are available on podcast services. Uh, if you just look up PlayStation Source on your service of choice, you should probably find it. We have the long-form content like this show and Road to Part 2 on there. Um, I have a Star Wars show mm. every Friday. Fire. Five. recorded episode two yesterday it was a review of attack of the clones we talked about the kevin Fuggy uh star wars movies working on mm-hmm. what that could be and uh that's coming out this friday episode one is up on the road to rise of skywalker if you want to check that out uh youtube.com slash joy clicks you can see it so i've been i've been waiting to let the episodes kind of build up right mm-hmm. are you going in episode one two three or are you going in it seems like you're going in one two three four five six seven eight nine is that kind of where you're no, going? No, I'm doing. We're doing one, two, three, okay. solo rope one, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so timeline order. Yes. Okay, timeline order. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. I see, I see. Very interesting. 